everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. A little different episode today. It's just the it's just the Jays today. No Sam in the building. Uh, I'm Justin. How's it going, James? Pod on You Loons. I'm James. It's good, man. It's good. We uh, we managed to get to episode fifty six before we uh, got rid of Sam for for an episode. <laughs> Yeah, and he was—he gave us some really nice instructions. I uh, had to deal with some Google verification on my end to get a, get into this, but I was able to press the record button. Um, hopefully, you those of you listening, you can survive without uh, Sam's beautiful voice uh, narrating you through the through the episode. But I'll try to do my best job, I guess, kind of hosting a little bit. I think we're going to both kind of take turns, James. But I'm looking forward to talking about some news and notes and and talk about this game that was. Kind of may, but still kind of fun to have a game to talk about again. <laughs> I know. It, it feels like, what did Minnesota say? Like on their Twitter, it's been like 14 years since we've played a game. <laughs> Jeez. So long. So you want to you kick us off with the news, James? Sure. I'll, be, I'll get into the, the plethora of news, I might add. Like, there's a lot here. So firstly, let's start with uh, U.S. men's national team. Uh, the uh, preliminary Gold Cup roster has been uh, announced. Lot of names on there, uh, obviously, because it's preliminary. So far, Hassani Dodson, uh, Chase Gasper, both of those guys are included, which is awesome news. Uh, most of the top players are not in there. Um, so I guess that's just Gold Cup things. Uh, but also, Caden Clark is there, which is very interesting. So shout out to Our that boy- guy. Yeah, our boy Kaden Clark getting some getting a chance to maybe show off. I th- I think this is one of those things where, sorry, Gold Cup, but uh, I think uh, the U.S. Men's National Team wants to give the best the best players just a little time off after just a lot of a lot of playing of games. Right, their season into uh, whatever UEFA's Champions League is. No, not UEFA. What was it? Concacaf champ, whatever it was called. The thing that we won, the trophy we won. Yeah. Um, but it's a good chance, I guess, to see. Those second tier players, a lot of MLS guys get a chance to show off and and maybe pr- prove that they deserve to be a part of the conversation as well. Excited for Hassani, excited excited for Chase as well. I think it'll be a good opportunity for th- for them, and I'm sure I'm sure at least Hassani makes the team. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Hassani should, and you know maybe they'll maybe they'll also bring Caden in. I mean, I'd hope Chas- uh, Chase would make it, um, but you know we'll see. We'll see. I guess uh, they uh, they'll uh, they'll cut those rosters down in time, and then we'll uh, and then we'll see what happens. But sticking with the U.S. national teams, uh, but talking about the women this time, they uh, completed a string of friendlies between June the tenth and June the sixteenth. Defeated Portugal, Jamaica, and Nigeria. Uh, scored a total of seven goals and three consecutive clean sheets. So, I think business as usual for the women's national team, because they are just immense. Just tearing it up. Uh, the only uh, thing of note that I want to bring up from that, I don't know, James, did you get a chance to see the the new jerseys uh, for for the U.S. teams? No, I have you not. You should look it up if you haven't. Uh, I, they're, they're, very, they're very hard to look at. <laughs> oh, is that that like blue with the weird? Yeah. Things going yeah. on. I don't know. Look it up, people. I can't describe it's, what that looks like. It's, so I guess it's a type of camo that was was created for for ships in the the forties and fifties. Like that's what it's inspired by. And it's I don't know. I I'm not a fan. Uh, I will not be purchasing the jersey. Definitely better, I guess, on the pitch than it was when like I they had the leaked picture of it. Um, but definitely not one that I'm looking to purchase. Nor am I. Nor am I looking forward to watching games with it being worn. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's not good. <laughs> that doesn't look very good. But then again, you know, I think it's still better than the Timbers one. So, yeah. The another side note: the Athletic actually uh, they came out with an article today talking about it, and t- they, it was it's pretty funny if you follow the Athletic. They talk about how uh, players being lost and not being able to find each other because of the camouflage. Kind of tongue in cheek, uh, but they also brought up that in another instance of Minneapolis City doing it first, they had this jersey before before everybody else, including, I guess Manchester United. This was their their third jersey looked like this, but it was black and white last year. Also, people did not like it. 
but they keep running with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you have a you have a year where everyone hates it, and then you're like, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna bring that out. We we, we like this. <laughs> there's a there's a subtle disconnect, I think, between people who make jerseys and people, you know, everyone else. <laughs> is Man U is that Adidas or is that Nike? Uh, Man U is uh, Adidas, I think. I was gonna say because. Adidas is the one that usually just recycles the same thing over and over again. So it's surprising that that Nike would and put their hat in the ring as well with these US national team jerseys. Yeah, it's it looks so awful that black and white one. It's just <laughs> so terrible. Oh man. Anyway, um speaking of Minneapolis and and kind of USL things, segue, uh, Ford Madison Played the New England Revolution 2. Unfortunately, had a 2-0 loss. Um, But I guess when you're playing up against a a second team of an MLS club, probably most likely going to happen. MPLS City, though, uh, 5-0. All right, this is one I'm going to butcher. Is it So Falls? Ooh, close. Uh, Sue. Sue Sue Falls Thunder. Sioux Falls Thunder, 5-0 win. So they are definitely uh, marching on and doing great things. Just crushing it. Yeah, something we've been texting a lot about because I'm watching every game and you're on holidays is the Euros. Uh, Euro 2020 is, uh, for those of you who have somehow missed the last, you know, almost two weeks of just soccer, football all the time, uh, all throughout the day. Finland. Uh, both uh, Robin Lod and uh, Yuka Rotalia started uh, against Russia. Second game in the Euros, they had a 1-0 loss, unfortunately. Um, they, didn't Yuka have like a, an assist in like the fifth minute or something that was offside? Yeah, he, he's super involved for them, by the way, James. And we were remember yeah. when you, you were getting you were getting guff for saying for not thinking he was our third string center back, and now he's sitting here starting every game in the Euros. Uh, but I don't, he's not a starter for us either, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, he, he looks good though. Like when he puts that finish team shirt on, he, he looks good and he's one of them. Maybe, like, he's, maybe he's a right back. Maybe cause that's what they play him at. Right. Is right back. Yeah. They play him basically right wing back. Cause they play him next to lot. So they play like a three, five, two. And then they have like uh Yuka as a right wing back. So it's like him and him and uh, him and Robin. Are just, there's a lot of interplay there as well, which I guess helps now that they're on the same team. Um, and maybe maybe that we'll see more to come with the loons this summer. I hope so. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be really good. They uh, we are recording literally hours before they take on Belgium uh, to determine if they if they place high enough in their group. They're currently second uh, in the group. But um, depending on what happens in the other game, they might uh, finish uh, second or third. Oh, they're actually third, sorry, against uh, because Russia beat them. So they uh, they either need to win or if they draw, it's also good. I think if they lose, they'll still come third if Denmark win as well. The Euros is complicated. The Euros is basically like it doesn't work on goal difference. It actually works on whether you beat the other team first. Oh, okay. That's I was going to wonder that because the tables, it's like it's nuts how close everything is and how much is going to be riding on this final final match day. But it, it, I guess that changes things a little bit, right? That that's it's head to head as opposed to goal differential. Yeah, because that's the reason why the Netherlands already won Group C after only two games because they've beaten both the Ukraine and Austria. So if one of those teams wins, they can't actually beat the Netherlands. Gotcha. So for Netherlands, this is like a dead rubber because they've already literally won the group. Um, and they're also starting very soon. Um, so. so maybe they'll throw my boys uh, North Macedonia a bone? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll help, though. I, don't, I think, I think um, no, it won't. My, boy, my, my boy Gianni is not moving on. No, unfortunately not. It's uh, it's it's too late for him now. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Euros, Slovakia, uh, young Gregush sat on the bench. Didn't uh, didn't do anything against uh, Sweden, which they lost one uh, nil as well. 
maybe if they'd introduced them off the bench, we could have it could have been a a thing. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but uh, Slovakia plays Spain at eleven a.m. Central uh, to determine. I think that's tomorrow, right? Or later in the week? It's uh, Wednesday. Sure. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, eleven a.m. So, all right. Let's start that again. But Slovakia plays Spain uh, at 11 a.m. Central on Wednesday to determine if they place high enough in their group to advance the knockouts. And this group is super interesting because Sweden are on four points, Slovakia are on three points, Spain are on two points, and Poland is on one point. So, like, anyone can win that group. Yeah, a lot can happen. Yeah, because if Poland beats Sweden, for example, they'll jump Sweden. So if Spain wins, Slovakia win, it's very open at the moment. And and don't sleep on Hungary, right? We talked about them being, you know, like just this lambs for the slaughter in this group <laughs> F. But I mean, I mean, group group F is provide proving to be a really tough group, right? Like, but every everyone's on four, four, three, and one. Like lo- like not a lot of points in that group right now. No, and it's weird because uh, Portugal beat Hungary and then got thrashed in what is still the game of the Euros, I think. 4-2 to Germany was just... Oh, that was... Yeah, they got wrecked. Yeah, that was an insane game. And then France drew with Hungary. So, like, it's all... It's all just... It's all messed up. You guys missed uh, Sam in the group chat just, like, defending his... Because he says what well, Germany was his surprise team of the tournament. And he was just... Yeah. This is... Germany's so good. None of you thought they were going to make it. <laughs> but they His could still pick. they could still not make it out of the group though like that is that is an option yeah i mean if they uh if they lose to hungary or, or like if they draw they might that's, not make it like that's what i'm saying like hungary hungary beats shocks the world and you know gets a one nil win against germany hungary's moving on and germany's going home yeah which wouldn't be the first time you know, Germany weren't that good last day in the World Cup either. I think bottom of the group, right? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So um, that's that's Euro news. Uh, England play uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening for me. So uh, I'll definitely be watching that with uh, with great interest, as we were terrible against Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, James, are you are you still as high on England as you were? When we, we taped our Euro show? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> but look, it was watching France draw to Hungary and then watching us draw to Scotland when we were the two tournament favorites was, that was weird to watch. Um, but Italy, you know, you might have had a masterstroke. They look super good. They haven't conceded a goal in 11 games. That's nuts, man. I, and I had no idea. I, I talk very, very openly about my lack of <laughs> research, but I, I definitely blind, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Yeah, thirty games unbeaten, by the way. Wow. So they are on fire at the moment. So, yes, but let's bring it back a little bit closer to home with some news. A breaking news, in fact, hot exclusive off the press news. There's, uh, there's going to be a new MLS professional league in 2022. This is MLS uh, next. <laughs> MLS, the MLS is next tournament. They love, uh, they love, t- like, uh, is this one guy? Do you think it's one guy that comes up with all these names? Like uh, all these God. pitches? <laughs> I don't know. Probably the same guy who comes up with shirts as well. So at the moment, uh, we don't really know anything about it. There was just an article released that they're gonna bring it uh, professional uh, professional league in next year. It's gonna be aimed at also like helping youngsters, uh, kind of bringing youngsters forward. So, what did you say? It was like the NBA G League. That's what that's what I think. I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out more information, uh, but. I think that they're trying to find obviously their own entity independent of USL, independent of any other league. Like they want to have their hands in a development league a little bit more. It doesn't sound like it's going to be, you know, like everybody's two, you know, like you talked about new England revelation, Lucian two. 
Uh, what did they say? Like 20 teams to start out. Yeah. So I'm guessing there's going to be some sharing between affiliations. That's That was kind of the comparison I thought of. So like the G League, there, I don't know how many teams there are, but it's not like every team doesn't have their own G League team, but they all have a team they're assigned to. Uh, but right. then there's also a different element of player development there where, you know, you have up and coming young players that are getting a chance to showcase there to eventually get drafted. Again, we don't know much. This is just a lot of speculation on my part, but it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully it doesn't hopefully it doesn't hurt those independent leagues, you know, independent of MLS leagues that are already in play. Um, you know, because I think they talked about how like some independent teams could join if they wanted to. That was one of the notes that they discussed in the article. So I, I guess we'll find out more as time goes on. Hopefully MLS does it right, but who knows? <laughs> so pro pro reg time. What are we talking about? Like we there's got, like, no way. There's no hog. way, James. We want nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with pro reg. They don't want to. They've got these 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 like eighty thousand person stadiums. <laughs> they don't want. They don't want these teams playing in the second division. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, we will discuss next podcast when we know more information and when the MLS is deemed it allowable for us to uh, have more knowledge about the situation. And uh, the final bit of news, it's a, lot, it's a lot of news. The final bit of news is a bit of fun one. We uh, found out during the week that, uh, or last week, that uh, Antoine Griezmann wants to come to the MLS in 2024 uh, when his contract runs out. Main reason is um, he wants to go to NBA games. That was, when, when I saw that, I was like, that's so great that he's just, you know, he's not like, He's not talking about how the MLS is just this great place, you know, where I'm excited to just help bring soccer to the United States. This guy's like, I want to, I want to catch some NBA games in season. (laughs) (laughs) And the best, the best thing that I found out while researching this was he actually made a documentary in 2018 called The Decision, just like LeBron (laughs) for when he was going between uh, Atletico Madrid or Barcelona, which is just... The guy's just an NBA fanboy, and it's okay. Oh, for sure, we're here for I, it. I, I'm excited for, and I'm 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 hoping that there's some drama where he's like, "Man, Game Seven's tonight. Sorry, I can't play in that away match <laughs> in Austin. This this game is much more important that I want to go sit courtside for." <laughs> so you reckon he's going to go to like an? We need to find out what his favorite basketball team is because that that might influence like where he's going. And I mean, it's so, probably not going to be the Timberwolves, right? <laughs> no, I do not think he's going to go to the to Minnesota for the Timberwolves. Uh, I think I said off air I was like, it, it's probably inner Miami, but it also could be like LA Galaxy. Yeah, uh, it could be it could be LAFC. I could see him finding his way into one of those big basketball markets. Uh, you know that that sounds like a pretty cool gig. Uh, we we were also talking about how what a great like James he's your age and he's already talking about retirement. Are you in the same boat? Oh, that hurts so much. <laughs> I did not realize that we were born in the same year. That's just <laughs> so depressing. But mate, you know what? You know Carlos Vela. Give him another three years. He'll be thirty five. Him and Griezmann up the front of LAFC. Oof, and, and that'd maybe, be scary. And maybe, you, and maybe you know, like maybe the MLS is changing, right? Soccer's changing. Maybe he just takes a little detour for a couple of years, scores some goals, watches some NBA games, and then pulls his Latan and goes back to Europe. Like, Who knows? Goes to China, makes like the big bucks. <laughs> I mean, know. if he goes to Inter Miami, they'll pay him under the table the big bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if he goes to Inter Miami, I don't think he's ever going to have to pay for an NBA game himself ever. There you go. <laughs> So, speaking of games, shall we uh, get on to the game that was? I just, I just wanted to shout out and throw you under the bus just a little bit, James. Uh, I laughed so hard when you. What was the comment you made? Man, it's going to be a little step down in quality of pay, play after Euros. <laughs> no offense. Yep. No offense to the loons. No but. offense to MLS, but uh, <laughs> going from uh, going from Euros twenty twenty quality to MLS quality was a bit <laughs> was a step down. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, no, you want to take this one? Yeah, let's let's talk about the lineup. Uh, so we were kind of speculating a little bit before the game. You know what what are they going to do? Right? You know, no Robin Ludd, no Jan Gray Goose, two mainstays within the club. 
uh, where are they going to go without those guys on the team? So Tyler Miller continues to play goal goalkeeper, having success doing that. Backline is still Gasper, Debassi, Boxy, and Metinair. Uh The midfield was probably the. I mean, I, I guess I'll talk about the strike, the 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 top group as well. But midfield of Jacory Hayes, Hassani Dotson, and and Trap. Uh, interesting group, but you know, it's kind of to me feels like three center defensive midfielders. Uh, but Hassani's kind of showed a little bit more creative play. They had him in in kind of the ten role. Yeah. I guess that's at least what they lined up with. The bottom look. of the diamond. Yeah, and then uh, Franco Fragapani with the with the debut, starting in a debut, not something that that Heath is <laughs> Adrian Heath is usually a fan of, and Hanu and Hansen up front. So. Uh, kind of different than we talked about. I don't know if anyone, any of us had this in mind for the lineup. Uh, we had a couple or five subs. We actually used all of our subs for a chain. chain <laughs> five chain, subs? James. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, Finlay came in for Nico in the 66th. Ozzy came in for Hayes in the, the same time. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso did not get the start, but did come off the bench on the 74th minute for Trap. So as they they tried to uh, maybe win this game after after giving up the equalizer, uh, Reynoso and Abila came out at the same time, and then Juan Agadello came in for Franco Fragapane. So what did you think of this lineup, James? Yeah, I mean, it was weird because it said 4-3-3, and then pregame when they showed the map, it was 4-1-4-1. So I don't actually know what we ended up playing. Uh, but I liked it. I think... You know, if you're missing Ray and you're missing, um, you know, and you're missing kind of Lord and Gregush, I think this looks quite good. You know, we bring in three people we signed over the over the spring, I guess, the the, the season break, Franco, Adrian, Hunu, and Hansen. And you know what? They, they looked pretty handy up top. Yeah. I mean, the part of the game that you watched, James, like the first that, half. Front, th- that front three <laughs> looked fantastic. I, I think what we talked about, you know, with, with all the speculation about Fragapane is that he's a fast guy. And he, as, as we've seen, he keeps scoring. He kept scoring in, in Argentina while we were waiting him to, to come to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's He seems pretty explosive on the left side. I like that a lot. Nico Hansen was super involved, also has some speed. That speed that we lacked at the beginning of the year, that speed that we thrived off of last year, uh, with Kevin Molino and, and Robin Ludd and Ethan Finlay, it felt like that was back a little bit, uh, yeah. at least in the first half of the game. Yeah, so uh, as Justin alluded to, I watched the first half uh, because it started at 2.30 a.m. my time. So I watched the first half, and uh, sure, the quality wasn't Euros, but we looked good, um, and I think we, we played quite well. And in fact, you know, we... Was it uh, Hayes? Hayes picked a pocket and uh, ran all the way up the side, crossed in the ball. Adrian Hanu had a good shot that was saved. And then Franco uh, Fragapane on the rebound, smashing one in to uh, get a goal on debut was just, it was real good. We looked And that, that wasn't his first chance, right? Like he had, he had another opportunity earlier on where it was like, oh man, real nice. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we ended up having 18 shots and eight shots on target. Oof. which is a much better ratio than what we're usually putting out. So, yeah, I, 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 I really like the explosive play in that first half. Uh, I, I think, obviously, you know, with the information that we had in the second half, it would have been really nice for some of those chances to end up in the back of the net. Uh, really close over and over again. A lot of great saves. Uh, but our, our boy, Hanu, he had, in the game, three shots on goal that I, I could count that were all directly at the keeper. You know, like, yeah. so he, he gets himself into position. Hopefully in the future, he can, he can find a way to make those happen. Cause that's his job as the number nine to, you know, to, to score goals, get goals in the net, but very promising, I guess, to see those opportunities in play, right? That's what you want to see from your DP. You want to see him have scoring chances. So it would have been really nice for it to be three Oh at the half. Cause it would have obviously given us a better conclusion. Um, but, but I guess just, you know, some, some, some brightness, you know, looking forward to hopefully see that, that success continue. Yeah, I agree. And I think we, we looked quick and I think that, you know, it's good for 
someone who's new to a league, it's always good for your striker to just start putting the ball at the net. You know, he's hitting the target. Sure, maybe the goalkeeper, but he's not like putting it wide or putting it over. And he's not afraid to, you know, take a shot and have a go. And I think that's uh, that's really positive for what we're uh, for going forward as well. So I, I unfortunately, stayed up past <laughs> halftime, James. Uh, and I watched the second half. And I went to bed with man- hope, Justin. Hope. <laughs> We'd, we'd look defensively a little bit dodgy at the end of the first oof. half, but hope. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I I think I may be nitpicking a little bit, but when you see on the stat line that three of our back four had yellows, that's not a great situation, you know, for defending. You're having guys play a little bit more cautious. Uh, I don't remember how, but DeBossi got a card in the second minute. He got a yellow in the second minute. How do you do that, right? And, I mean, I don't – do you remember that? Do you remember seeing that? Yeah, he. Uh, I think he took a guy down like uh, from behind, or as he like collected the ball, he just swiped oh. an ankle or something. Just not what you want to see from from one of your center backs, right? No, and uh, and also, um, yeah, Metinair didn't play an amazing game defensively either. Was caught out a couple of times. Yeah, he 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 always brings it offensively, but you're right. There were some situations where he was not playing defense super well. Uh, so to continue to talk about the second half, those yellows, I think they played a, a little bit of part in the game, not, not going our way there. Uh, they FC Dallas came out of the second half, just like any other team, I guess would, right? Like that's down one nil that just got stopped. They came out ready to go second half. They brought in two subs, uh, two prominent players, uh, that, that were ready to attack, made some plays had some exciting runs. You can see kind of a momentum shift a little bit, James. And that was, you know, but, but I guess you would expect that, right? A team just got slammed. They're trying to find a way back into it. Uh, Gasper gets a yellow card at the 67th minute. They reset. It's also, it was very suspect. Like if you go back and watch the tape, it's just like that really counted. That really was a yellow. Doesn't make sense. Uh, But after the free kick, just an impressive chain of events, lead to a nice goal for Ricardo Pepe in the 68th minute to equalize. So that kind of, you know, takes some wind out of the sails a little bit. Uh, But there were a lot of opportunities for Minnesota to go ahead, but there were also chances for FC Dallas to do the same thing. So a little back and forth for that final half, some, some kind of thoughts from my perspective. I think that the reason why Reynoso didn't start and, and part of why they waited till the 74th minute until it was equal to bring him in is he does not look a hundred percent. He looked, there were a couple opportunities where he looked dangerous, uh, but he also was way more careless than I've ever seen from him. He got, he got his, his pocket pick twice from behind. And that was just very strange to see, you know, like this guy is, he's known for his dribbling, his ability to, to kind of, you know, be the quarterback, be the point guard with the ball. And he just seemed kind of careless. So hopefully, hopefully he can get his body right. Because man, with him and Robin Ludd, with with Adrian Hanu and Fragapane, that's going to be a very nice group up front for us. If healthy, if healthy, right? Um, yeah, and I'm I'm hoping it's not like some niggling thing that's going to be there for a while because that's going to be awful. And I I don't like honestly. I would rather he sat on the bench. And like, didn't play until he was right. And then us bringing him in and playing him like 15 minutes when he's not 100%. And then it just kind of looks weird. Oh, for it sure. Look and, right. I, and I think we're not in the same situation we were in. I don't know what game it was, but the game he was out where we just looked like we had no punch. We have a punch now. There are guys that can make plays. I there think, are guys that can punch. <laughs> yeah, there are guys that can punch. Hassani Dotson looks a lot better with quality players around him. When he was expected to be part of the driving force, we had conversations about that. Like he's he's getting there. I mean, not saying that he can't get to that point eventually where he is, you know, he's the one kind of like being the one to make things happen. He looked really good in a complimentary role today in that in that central midfielder role. He he was playing all over the place. So I'm excited to see what happens. But man, a one a one one draw against the worst team in the West, though, uh, not not my favorite result, James. No, which uh, which makes perfect sense, you know. And we've got, and we'll, we'll talk about it like what's coming up. But I mean, yeah, I think we uh, we definitely should have done better. You know, we're now 
we're now four points away from seventh. You know, we need to start. Uh, <laughs> it's not panic time, but we need to start. You know, putting some results on the board. You know, a point is. Yeah, and like we talked about in like last season, the off season, you know, playing away from home is always hard in the MLS. Um, and I think that you know, any time that you can get a draw, even a point away, is good. But you know, against Dallas, someone where we're one nil up, and, and we should be winning these games. You know, we should be winning these games. You know, we should be taking three points and coming home, and then you know, going to a to a home game against you know the newest team in the league. You know, without uh, without any problems, so disappointing. But you know what? It wasn't a loss, so that's that's true. Uh, but that hole that we dug, we got to get out of it with wins, not draws, right? So this is two yeah. this is two draws in a row. Hopefully, like like James said, we can we can get a good result in on Wednesday. You know, when we face Austin FC. Um, but I think I, I think that there's a lot to be excited for moving forward. Right, once guys are back. Once we have, you know, these guys that are coming back from Europe in the in the the selection, that's going to be super nice. You know, and and Austin, they they beat us last time out, and since then they've had three losses and three draws. So they basically haven't done anything since they beat us. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we that that was a bad game. That was a bad game for yeah. us, and I think we talked about that at the time. It, is it just was not not a good not a good showing for the club. I don't think that Austin FC is is this juggernaut out the gate, um, but still got to win the games, right? Yeah, exactly. All so, right, next, next, we're bringing back an old friend, huh? We're, uh, <laughs> we we decided it was time that we should bring back the big CF, the big club de football. This um, is for our friend Nate. This is a shout out Nate for this this uh, this this section of the pod. Yeah, this is uh, this is a Tottenham special uh, because there is a lot going on over there at the moment, and we we just wanted to you know highlight in case you've missed what's happening. So it started with Harry Kane about a month and a half ago, five six weeks ago, basically telling them they don't win anything, and he wants to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, what happened. Uh, and that he wants to stay in England, but would also consider Spain, which is interesting. So Manchester City today, actually, uh, made a bid for at least a hundred million pounds to Tottenham. That's big money, big money. That's real big money. Um, apparently, Spurs have no intention of accepting this offer, but City are also planning to discuss a. Um, a players plus money deal. So names that could be thrown out there are Raheem Sterling, mm. Gabriel Jesus, uh, is it Aymeric Laporte? The, Laporte? Cent- the center back? Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, give give us your number nine and we'll give you a center back. We'll give you a center back <laughs> and like 100 mil. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> yeah. So that's like the first thing at the moment. Um and Harry Kane literally said that Kevin De Bruyne would be the Premier League player he would most like l- to link up with. Ooh, sorry, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awkward. But not only is there that, there is then uh, Sergio Ramos, um, incredible career with Real Madrid, 16 years, I think, like loads of major trophies, kind of one quite a lot of things, won a World Cup as well, has basically won just so much. But uh, he is uh, moving on from Real Madrid, so there's plenty of uh, speculation about where he's going. But one picture that I saw this week that I sent to the guys, which was hilarious, was uh, there was a caption. It was like, uh, Sergio Ramos is learning English so that he can reject Tottenham. (laughs) So good. Oh, man. Uh, it's just you know I, sometimes like I'll, I'll talk I'll talk to Sam a little bit about like you know like you just keep kicking this dead horse right like because Sam loves the pile on Tottenham but man they just they just keep they just keep doing more James to make them the butt of the joke you know it's they're not they're not doing anything to change this perception of them you know including including the other bit of information are they ever going to have a manager 
Is does anyone want to coach this team? So let, let's go through let's go through the timeline for those not aware of what happened. So about two months ago, just over two months ago, uh, Tottenham sacked Jose Mourinho. You know the special one. Um, and it's just under two months until they open their Premier League campaign against Man City. By the way, <laughs> could August could be 14th. Harry Kane against his former squad. <laughs> could be Harry Kane. So they wanted uh, Julian uh, Nugglesman, who joined Bayern Munich, who was uh, the Leipzig coach, I think. Um, who was like this young gun who's like incredible. Uh, then Leicester City boss Brendan Rodgers was also unavailable. Then they wanted uh, Eric Ten Hag, who is Ajax's coach, but then Ajax triggered a one-year contract option to extend him. So that that all that all went down the toilet. So then they wanted Pochettino to come back for the emotional return after they sacked him. This almost uh, happened, though, right? It almost happened. Well, the PSG were basically saying that that's never going to happen, and they never deviated from that. So everything else was just pure speculation. Then they wanted Antonio Conte uh, because, you know, he's a coach that wins things uh, and he's available because he quit Inter. But Tottenham found out that they couldn't work with him because he is more demanding than Jose Mourinho, who they literally (laughs) just got rid of for that exact reason. So for those keeping at home, that's five managers. So then they were going, the new technical director, uh, Fabio Partici, was uh, identified Paolo Fonesca as the replacement. Uh, had chats like Fonesca favored like an attacking style, whereas Paratici wants defensive. But you know what? It was like a uh, former Roma boss, by the way, Fonesca, thought they had a uh, gentleman's agreement, but suddenly... Suddenly, uh, Gattuso comes available, Gennaro Gattuso, who after 23 days was sacked by Forentina over a disagreement about transfer rumors. So they Tottenham suddenly changed direction to go and sign him instead. But all the uh, so all the all the fans started ha- tweeting hashtag say no to Gattuso. Because, like, of his former tweets and interviews and some stuff uh, controversial about, like, same-sex marriage and women in football. Mm. Basically not a nice dude. Um, so that went down the toilet as well. Uh, so <laughs> now they're still with no one. Oh, my god! But uh, Jürgen Klin- Klinsmann has said oh, that he's man. interested. Oh, get it. Get it. Go, Jürgen Klinsmann. Just he's like, hey, if nobody wants this job, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll grab it. On national television, <laughs> by the way. On uh, on Sky, like during a Euros thing in between games. It was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that job. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. Basically, it's like they have options, but none of them are, none of them are very good, really. I mean, what they could sign like Lampard. <laughs> don't think Frank Lampard would ever go like they could even sign like uh, Nuno Espirito Santo who just got like who's no longer with Wolves yeah like it's really yeah they uh, that's so so funny that's so funny James wild and it's a team (laughs) that would two years ago remember they were in the Champions League final and now they yeah. they've gone through like eight coaches, and not one of them has signed with them. So what's the it, why? I mean, is it, it's just it's a failure of management, like being able to identify someone, or is this also just a job nobody wants? Yeah. So the problem is, I think it's like what they want and what most coaches want aren't the same. Like they're not really on the same page. But also from from what I can tell, it doesn't appear that Tottenham are working on like a grand plan. Like, there's no plan. So it's like, as a manager, how do you come in and, like, align to the plan when there is no plan? So, like, wh- wh- what do you do? Like, like if for the Loons, we want to make the MLS Cup, right? Like, we have a plan. We're signing people. We want to get there. We want to win the thing. 
Tottenham, it's just like, yeah, we want to, yeah, we want to, you know, go and, we, you know, we want to go and win things, but there's no like real plan or signing. And, you know, when people like Harry Kane, your talisman striker want to leave. Like, you yeah, know. That's not a good sign. <laughs> not a good sign. Could, could they also, go like the, the player manager route? Just say, hey, hey, Harry, you know what? How about you just take the keys? <laughs> Wayne Rooney, God. can he do that again? Bring him, bring him up from Derby to do that? <laughs> can they sign uh, Steven Gerrard from uh, <laughs> from up in Scotland to come down? Does, does, Tottenham have, does Tottenham have any, like, do they have anybody that's a former player that anyone cares about that could be like this, like, oh, man, le- Tottenham legend? Or they don't really have legends, do they? Gareth Bale, you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even know who they would. They can even pick. Like, some of their top Tottenham players ever are just those that, like, Sol Campbell, who just betrayed Tottenham to move to Arsenal, right? Like, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, and he's one of their top... Maybe Teddy Sheringham? I don't know if he's still... I've never heard that name before in my life. <laughs> oh, you missed that. Played, played a lot for Manchester United, actually. Oh, yeah? Won a Champions League, I think. Won the treble that year. Um, but, I mean, the other thing for Tottenham is, you know, they built a huge stadium and then have, like, not had anyone in it because of COVID. Right? Yeah, that's rough. So that stadium cost them £1 billion. And they've already estimated that they've lost £200 million in like in revenue that just can't be recovered. So they're not they're not bringing any names like they're not going to bring in no. people to help Harry Kane out if he stays like it's just no. run it, run it back run it back with the same group and hope for a different result, right? And it's like well no one wants the coach there <laughs> like no one wants to be a manager <laughs> because the other thing is is like if you're if for example they want to chase Eric Ten Hag from uh, Ajax. They're going to have to pay Ajax a bunch of money in compensation because he's still contracted, right? So they don't have any money right. to pay these people because then they're going to have no transfer or wage budget. Well, and I, and so, I assume they're still playing. They're probably still paying Jose Marino to not be their manager, right? Like, does it work like that in soccer? Yeah, sometimes. I don't know if they are actually, but they could be. They might be. But uh, yeah, so basically they've got not much money coming in. They got no grand plan. Their star striker wants to leave and they have no manager and they need to play Man City in less than two months. That's rough. That's real rough. So (laughs) that's why they're in the big CF. (laughs) Awesome. Well, well, glad that glad you uh, glad to have that that segment back um, to poke a little fun at our favorite team to hate. Um, (laughs) So. Uh, yeah, that, thanks for thanks for chatting with us, or thanks for chatting with us. Thanks for listening to us, James. Thanks for chatting with me. Without no Sam, hopefully people like the show with just the two of us with the Jays. Uh, we got some games coming up on the horizon. I'm actually going to be at the game on Wednesday against uh, Austin FC. Yeah, some plans fell through, and I was like, I want to go to this game because it's going to be nice weather. It's also a, just a chance to watch the Loons tickets weren't yeah. that expensive, which was nice. So we I won't play be at the game. <laughs> James will not be at the game. <laughs> uh, so we play, we actually have two games this week, right? So we play we play on Wednesday uh, at seven o'clock against Austin, and then we go to Portland on Saturday, June twenty sixth, nine thirty p.m. Oof, rough. James, are you going to get up early and watch that one? Uh, there's potential. I mean, the yeah, the Portland game starts at four thirty my time. 4.30 a.m. to so just, you know, just watch it on the couch. Well, I, I, can, I can wake up for that. That's different. I'll, I can wake up for that. Um, <laughs> we're, we're all going to be tired watching that, though. Like, that's like, <laughs> we're going to yeah. be ready for bed, and you're going to be, you're going to be like, why am I up so early? Uh, <laughs> but our, so our next, our next pod will be talking about those two matches. Hopefully we have, we have some, 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 some wins to talk about. That'd be super cool. 
but yeah, I'm 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 excited for the, to have games to to watch. I'm also excited for the Euros. We're moving on to the next stage. We're gonna see some good matches, James. I think for for the Euros, yeah, I mean, the uh, yeah, the Netherlands are uh, on right now, uh, actually. So yeah. It's, uh, it's good that they're winning because this country gets excited and is happy when they win, <laughs> which, is, which is nice because it's, uh, yeah, when they're not in major tournaments, that's rough, man. Like 2018 World Cup, uh, yeah, there was nothing going on in this country because they, they weren't there. <laughs> and everyone's like, what tournament's happening right now? Yeah, we know, don't, there, we don't there, know anything there a tournament? <laughs> and all the international bars are like, yeah, come watch the World Cup. Come on. <laughs> no one else is... <laughs> doing anything but now there's a lot of orange everywhere which is great um it fully gets into it all the tv ads are like fully orange and you know now that we won the won the group already uh now they won the group i mean we because i live here now you could you're you know a we you're you live there you're a we yeah i'm wearing i'm wearing an armband and i mean who, <laughs> who knows like that might be the team you cheer for over england at some point right well i wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> I well, still don't England, cheer for Australia if, if, over England, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, the Euros are fun, man. Like just constantly having football on, it's just, it's so nice. Like every night there's a game, and or there's three games or two or three games every night. So it's just good at the moment. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just fun to have football back, especially as the Loons didn't play for ages. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's good quality. So if you you know if anyone if listeners depending where you are in the world if you manage to get it on, I mean they're showing it on uh, most of the normal free to air channels over here. But I don't know what it's like for you guys or just the paid like subscription like your normal internet. It's it's big time over here. Like some games are on ABC, which is one of our national channels that everybody gets. Yep. But a lot of the games are on ESPN, which is the major sports network in the United States. So. Like these games are available for anybody to watch, right? Like there's yeah. there's a lot of people that maybe have never watched soccer seriously that are having opportunities to watch games because a lot of these are midday, right? So that was yeah. a smart move on ESPN's part to be like, we'll show these games. What else are we gonna do? Like just top ten plays over and over again from last night. <laughs> right. So like they're getting a chance to show live sports, grow the interest. I'm watching it on there, so I'm enjoying it. I also I, mean- I also want to go ahead. So go ahead, sorry. Oh, no. Go, yeah, I was also going to say, like, uh, these are the, some of the best players in the world. You know, the world champions are playing. You know, the, there's a few current, like, there's a few former world champions in here as well, like Ronaldo. There's there's a lot of people who are just top quality playing right now. And, and like, what I talked about, you know, in our in our text messages, like, I've never watched Mbappe play. You know, like, there aren't a lot of opportunities. That's crazy for to, to me. Play. Well, I mean, like, we don't get we don't have the ability to watch a lot of the major leagues, right? Like I, we don't get to watch, I don't get to watch Barcelona here. You know, we, we don't get to watch these major leagues play. And this is an opportunity. I mean, obviously no Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there are great, there are greats from Barcelona playing. Um, but, but I'm getting an opportunity and a lot of Americans are getting the opportunity to watch players that we don't get to see on a regular basis, getting to see a high level of soccer. So, you know, I'm, I'm very pumped to continue to watch. Yeah, I mean, you messaging me about how fast Mbappe was. I was like, yeah, this is Mbappe's really quick. Like, this is <laughs> like everyone knows this. And you're just like, kick, nope. just kick the ball forward, and he'll run to get it. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to watch. Maybe, maybe he's an NBA fan as well, or he likes NHL or something. Something Eventually, wacky, right? They all they all yeah. find their way over here. Uh, I, yeah. I also wanted to bring up, you know, you guys were you guys were giving me a lot of guff for my, my picks in this, this draft. And it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty knotted up, right? Like there's not a ton of points between first and last right now. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a quick recap as we uh, finish off. So at the moment it's, uh, so there's still part of, you know, there's only been uh, four games of the final round played so far. Um, There's only been two games in the final round, actually. There's two games playing as, as we're kind of recording. There's two games late tonight. But so far, it's uh, Jeremy and I who are in the lead uh, on 19 points. And it's three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Uh, And Sam and Justin tied on 17. Uh, Justin does have the the thankfulness that Italy is like half his points and has already (laughs) played in round three. Yeah, shout shout (laughs) out Italy for carrying the squad. (laughs) Um, 
but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be really good, and I think uh, I'm the only person who's had all of my teams score at least one point. Oh, there you go. So, I feel. I wish Croatia as my second pick would be on more than one, uh, but. <laughs> I mean, it's nice when Czech Republic as your last pick has four points already. That's, there you go, man. That's did, anyone, did, did anyone have them as the surprise team? I think not, right? Like, no one wanted Czech. Well, Hungary and Czech Republic were like the... And North Macedonia, but come on. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's weird because the Czech Republic, the reason they were so far back is was because it's such an odd group with England and Croatia, and then it was Scotland. Who, who you picked. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess no one rates the Czech Republic, so that's fine. Like, I'll take those guys. They're leading Group C. Like, they're ahead of England due to goal difference. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that stands up. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, like, four points should be enough for you to advance. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's what every, every commentator has been like. If you get to four, you're through. But, like, what if everyone gets four, James? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a fair point. I mean, Wales got Wales came second in their group with four. With four. Points. Yeah, Switzerland was third with four, and Turkey. Shout out to Doomsday Jeremy, who said Jeremy, uh, who said that Turkey was going to be this amazing team that was going to surprise everyone. Well, they scored uh, one goal, let in eight, <laughs> and scored zero points. <laughs> <laughs> so they did some surprising but not of the good kind i think well but, uh, a lot of a lot of great soccer on the horizon uh very excited as a fan of the game to get a chance to watch these games and and with with summer vacation happening right now it's just a i'm loving it i'm loving it james so and you know what justin we only have to wait another year and it's the world cup next year Same know, thing right? all over again that's nuts that's nuts Super excited. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. But thank you all for listening uh, to another episode of Pod and You Loons. Looking forward to, to, to chatting for you guys next week. Hopefully again, like we said, with some wins to talk about. Uh, so until next time, Pod on You Loons. Yeah, peace. Pod on You Loons.